You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. I'm a British robot lady. Enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, Justin? What's going on, Joe? How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Can't complain, man. All I right. cannot complain. This <laughs> is a very good week. <laughs> <laughs> well, as promised, um, we both saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. I not together, obviously, but I saw it here in New York, and you saw it there in your new home of Iowa. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Congratulations on the move. Thank you. How's it Thank going over there? It was, uh, it's going good, man. It's going real good. The uh, the move itself was long. Uh, it was a hell of a drive from Florida, but yeah, I made it. <laughs> By the grace of God, I made it. Yeah, seriously. All right, good man. I'm glad. Um, we got uh, we got stuff to talk about. Fuck Iowa. Fucking fuck the drive. We got better things to talk about. We got to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, because this has been a long time coming. We've been talking about this movie since we started the podcast, and you've been very excited about seeing it. I saw it. Um, the same day. We both saw it Friday, actually at the same time. Although I saw it in the future. That's correct. Yeah, you, uh, you're you're an hour ahead of me now, so that's kind of weird. It's strange that, like, out of all the movies we saw, I saw that a little bit ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. Feels I'm, wrong. I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous, but that's okay. Yeah. So um, I watched this movie, um, and the whole time I kept thinking, Justin's going to love this movie. Justin's going to love this movie. Oh, Justin's going to love that part. Oh, my God, he's going to love this part. So I watched it vicariously through you, because I knew... I, I had a good feeling uh, of what you were feeling when you were watching it, but uh, let's start off with just like your your thoughts on it, and then we'll kind of get into the movie spoiler free, and then maybe talk about some spoilers. Although I do feel like everything was highly spoiled already. Uh, just Google search. A lot of it was <laughs> Google search yeah. wise, and the trailer that you said not to watch that I already had saw before that showed quite a bit of stuff that they really should have kept out of it, but whatever. Yes. Yeah, it did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we are going to go full spoilers on this a little bit later. But, but we'll, just yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Like, we'll announce spoilers before we get to them, obviously, because um, there's a lot to talk about without it, I, I, I think. But, um, yeah, what were your initial thoughts, man? You finally got to see, see this movie. What did you think? I mean, listen, I, I've been waiting 32 years for this movie. Um, and, yeah, ever since Ghostbusters 2 came out back in 89, um, yeah, yeah, I'm an enormous Ghostbusters fan. Like, I'm sitting here drinking out of my vintage uh, Ghostbusters 2 uh, Santico's Theater uh, promotional cup. <laughs> you showed me a picture um, of the uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man container for the popcorn. Was that from the theater too, or did you brought that, that? Well, yeah, that was, <laughs> that, was from the, that was from the theater that I got uh, okay. that I went to yesterday. Uh, but this cup, I like. I won in a contest. This is an actual vintage 1989 cup. Nice. <laughs> I'm drinking at it right now. Um, I only thought it was appropriate. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to put into words the feeling that I have having waited 32 years for this. And now it's over. Like the wait is over, and I've yeah. seen it. It's here, um, and it is everything I could have hoped it would it would be. Um, okay. Yeah. Good. I I I figured that was your feeling on it. Yeah. I mean, just like just my my rough first impression. This was everything everything I wanted it to be. 
it was. Yeah. Um, I just, I loved it. I, I unabashedly love this movie. I'm, you know, not as big of a Ghostbusters fan um, as you, obviously. My relationship to Ghostbusters is more of uh, something I watched when I was younger, and I never really revisited that. Um, you know, it was a huge part of my childhood, so it's very nostalgic to me. But there was never really a time in my life, I don't think, since I was a kid when it came out, like maybe like a seven or eight, possibly younger. Like what I was into the cartoon, like I, I'm, I'm talking about the cartoon, really. The movie right, I saw yeah. in consequence of the cartoon, because I was like two or three when the movie came out. I didn't see it back then. Um, right. Yeah, me too. Right. So the cartoon got me into the movies, but um, I hadn't really gone back and watched any of this stuff pretty much from that point on to now here and there. Like if Ghostbusters were released on a DVD, I'd buy it. I'd watch it. A Blu-ray set, I'd buy it. I'd watch it. But that's pretty much it. Um, that's not to say I'm not a fan of this series. I, I do love the series quite a bit. I just, you know, it's just one of those things I never really got back into, you know. Um, but as a kid, I watched the shit out of that VHS tape. Like, I, that was one of the tapes I just, like, um, like wore out big time. Uh, I remember my uncle used to copy all the movies for me on HBO. And that was one of them okay. that I just watched, like, non-fucking-stop. And honestly, as it's probably, like, seven or eight, I don't think I should have been watching Ghostbusters 1. But <laughs> looking back at it now. But, um, yeah, I love the shit out of Ghostbusters. Uh, big fan of the cartoon, obviously, the toys, you know, the, the shitty, shitty video game. Um, so when I watched this movie, uh, it brought back a lot of nostalgic feelings because this is essentially just a sequel to the first one. And I didn't know that. Am I wrong to say they kind of ignored Ghostbusters too, or? Uh, no, well, okay. So, um, did it happen? Cause I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Ghostbusters 2 is absolutely in canon. It is. Ghostbusters 2 happened. And there's a couple of reasons why I can say that. Okay. Absolutely. Sorry <clears throat> uh, one. Um, this is not a spoiler. It's in the second trailer. You see this, um, Ray's bookshop from the second movie. Ray still has that bookshop. Okay. Featured in the movie. Like that's, that's where Ray is when, um, yeah. When they, when he gets the call, when he gets the call. Right. Um, and it's even, did you hold on? Let me, let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you stay for the uh, post-credit scene? Everything. I waited till the, till, I saw both post-credit scenes. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's, his his bookstore is also referenced again at the end. I, just 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 to make one thing, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but I just want to say one quick thing. I'm a credit watcher, period, and it's not because I'm waiting for a credit scene. I watch credits all the time, so like okay. I always sit through credits, and it's not because like there's things now in them. So yeah, right, I'll, right. I'll I'll be the last guy to leave the theater 100. percent But I was surprised at how long that last credit scene was. By the way, but we can talk about that later. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that so, that, yeah, that's, that that's, was part of one of the reasons. Okay, I just figured because they kept talking one. about the big New York event, they never really mentioned the crazy shit in two. So I didn't know if it was just like thrown out, you know? Right. Um, yeah. The the specific events of Ghostbusters two are not referenced, but there are Easter eggs in this movie that indicate that yes, Ghostbusters two did happen. Raise a cult being one of them. Uh, and then also, actually, Jason Reitman came out today and said, yes, Ghostbusters 2 happened. Oh, okay. Well, there and you he go. Re- he re- yeah, and he referenced the uh, Razor Cult, and he also referenced, and this is something you had to be looking for, um, the toaster from Ghostbusters 2 yeah. <laughs> that they made dance with the blue yeah, slime yeah. is in Egon's kitchen. Oh, okay. So you picked up on that stuff before like the director actually confirmed it, you're saying? 
I picked well. I picked up on Razor Cult. That was yeah. I didn't, that was I, pretty I, obvious. I didn't know that. But uh, the toaster, I, I knew that the, I don't know why I knew that the toaster was in there ahead of time. I think it was in like a, a one of the Adam Savage videos. Okay. Um, but uh, Jason himself referenced it uh, gotcha. today in a post. So yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I uh, I didn't really see Ghostbusters 2 as much as the first one, so I didn't really, like, I didn't, I didn't know much about, like, that stuff. I, don't, I didn't remember that at all. Right. Yeah. So, um, okay, so which one call it? Then, um, all right, so, they, yeah, the, the one and two are in canon. Obviously, the I'm assuming the newer one that came out has nothing to do with the canon of this Not movie. Not a damn thing. Yeah, I figured that. Um, all right, so, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I, I love the fact that the movie really kind of, Although, like, Ghostbusters 2 happened, they don't really talk about that. It, it's almost a direct follow-up to, like, what happened after the Gozer fight. Because um, that's basically what the movie is about. Like, just that happening again. So there was a lot of things about this movie that made me feel nostalgic, obviously. And, and I loved the first one. So this being very similar, I just... As I'm watching, I'm like, am I going to like this? Because it's kind of like the same story almost. You know, which is different cast of characters, and then like as it kept going, I'm like, no, this this is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And Jason Reitman is, you know, one of my favorite directors of all time. Um, I love like how he captures the moods, and you know, like a captures a place. It kind of really makes you feel like you could be in that environment. Uh, he's really good at that. You know, all, all, all these, like, big movies that he's had, uh, all these movies that he's had, I, I've always loved them. And this is a very different type of movie than he's had before. Um, because this is, like, very far-fetched science fiction, you know, comedy. And it's not something that I, he's really ever made before. So I, I didn't understand, I, I wasn't really sure how that was going to come across, because it's, like, completely new. But I think he fucking nailed it, man. He did. And he, I mean, yes, is this different from anything he's done before in a way yes but in a way no uh, this is a very character focused movie right and I, that's probably why it worked a lot better um because it did focus on characters and they were done very well yeah yeah i i mean he he i, I mean there there are i think there's an argument to be made that and i'm gonna get hung for this <laughs> go ahead this might be a better movie than the original. Okay, yeah, listen, I I, I don't think that people are going to really crucify you for that statement. Um, It's a pretty damn good movie, just taking it as it is, on its own. You know, like, if you never had the original and you just had this, I think, it, you know, people would still find it pretty spectacular. Right. It, it doesn't. It doesn't just solely cash out on the fact that it's a Ghostbusters sequel, and they're 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 just using nostalgia because a lot of films do do that now, and that's how right. you know. And 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 this isn't that kind of movie. There's a lot of movies out there like that right now. There are, for the last, you know, over a decade now. That's been what it is. This is definitely not that kind of movie. It didn't it didn't need it. it? It does pull a lot more than I thought it would from the first one. A lot more, but not to its discredit. You know, um, it it works. So, you know, in that aspect, um, you know, he definitely pulled it off. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this is, I mean, let's face it, at this stage in the game, Ghostbusters 3 is a very difficult movie to pull off. Yeah. Uh, especially since, A, you're a man down. Um, you yeah. know, Howard Ramis was a huge part of what made those original two movies work. Well, yeah, uh, sure. not just Not just for his 
the role as Egon, which is fucking brilliant, but also the fact that he wrote the first two movies with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Um, not for nothing, but I think making that the plot of this movie, the fact that Egon's not there anymore, yeah. I, I think that was uh, maybe the best way to go about this. Yeah. By, by not only just acknowledging it, by by making that the crux of the film. No, I agree. As soon as the movie started, I kind of knew where it was going. Um, like the opening scene, I kind of started to figure out, all right, I think I know what this movie is going to be about now. And I was pretty much right, uh, except for some of the details. But not not that I'm like fucking so smart or anything like that. And, and not that it, it made it shittier for me. I don't think that, uh, I don't take that like as like, oh, yeah, it was simple or whatever. Or they were just, you know, um, pandering to the audience. None of those things at all. It's just... Um, it's like, all right, like I see where this movie's going, but the the soul of the movie wasn't the story so much as, like you said before, the characters. Um, and I yeah. fucking love the characters, man. I really did. New and returning. Like, although Finn Wolfhart, man, I'm just, I'm not a fucking fan of that kid. I don't like any of the Stranger Things kids, just to be clear. I think they're all, like, obnoxious. I don't know. So I'm, <laughs> I just, every, like, when I saw him, I'm just, like, rolling my eyes. I'm like, this fucking kid, man. Um, he grew on me a little bit towards the end, but... Uh, I was just like, whatever about his character. The rest of the people I really liked a lot. Um, even characters that I thought were just going to be like nothing or throwaway, they weren't. Um, right. So, yeah. So, I mean, do you want to get into like the basics of the plot? Just, I guess, as non-spoilers as you can. I mean, although, like I said, a lot of stuff was in the trailer. And if you just put your cursor on Google, you unfortunately see a lot of stuff right now in the movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about this movie without getting into certain spoilers, um, I can do my best. Um, but I mean, like, even just right off the bat, I was not expecting that opening scene to be what it was. Um, was it an effective and very well done opening scene? Yeah. Um, but I guess we kind of have to talk about that. Um, well, look, the we movie... Could... We, we could just maybe get into some spoilers, I, th- I guess. At the, cause okay. We're, we're going to be talking about this movie for like a, quite a bit. I feel like we just... Let's just go into spoilers then, you know? Because um, the plot, you're right, is very spoiler-heavy. If you haven't seen this movie yet or you plan on watching it, um, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. Just go see Ghostbusters. Not that hard, you know? Go to movie theater. Yeah. That's that's our recommendation. We both <laughs> said, please go see Ghostbusters. Just see Ghostbusters. That's all the God. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then come um, back, please. And listen to the rest of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we both loved it obviously um, I, I i love the movie so and i know you did highly recommend it but yeah with that it, said let's just sort of get into the plot of the movie because you're right it's even with the trailer it's hard to explain the opening scene and how the and the setup of the movie without giving like basically the main thing away so go for it all right so the movie opens um basically there's a mountain and uh you see a uh a large proton stream come out of the mountain comes right out of the top of the mountain shoots into the sky we don't know what's happening we don't know what it's about but then we cut to a truck driving away from said mountain the truck is being chased by something we don't see it it's and invisible we don't see what it is it's, it's invisible something chasing the truck right uh the truck makes it to uh what looks like a dilapidated farmhouse um, the person driving the truck gets out of the truck, um, and he's got, he's got something, he's holding something, um, and what he has is a trap, it's a ghost trap, 
and he's standing on his porch and he's holding the trap out and he's waiting for whatever that's been chasing him to come and it does and he hits like a switch or something and he's got these like antenna uh set up like along a, the perimeter like silos almost like in front on of his silos, farm yeah. Yeah, it's like an old farmhouse yeah, right um he hits a switch um to activate whatever this contraption is that he's built uh and it doesn't work um but he's able to get into the house lock the door sit down and he's just sitting there waiting for whatever's coming yeah and we should just and, we should just mention it. It's very clearly, it's Egon. It's, oh, it's Egon. It's very clearly yes. Egon. Yeah, and they don't really show him. They don't deep fake. They don't kind of like CGI him. It's just very like in the shadows. It's the outline of the hair and the glasses. They don't really show his face. Right, right. It's just, but you like you see him from behind. You see, yeah, from like you know, it's a him. distance. It's him. It's Egon. Yeah, he's sitting in his chair. He's waiting for this thing to come. He's got his uh, PKE meter in his hand. Yep. Uh, the PKE the PKE meter goes off. For those of you who don't know what a PKE meter does, it basically uh, it, it tracks uh, paranormal activity. Not, not, not the movie. <laughs> not, not the movie. Only it does it does it does locate next of kin for some strange reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and also Roadhouse. Um, yes, <laughs> always Roadhouse. <laughs> always Roadhouse. Yeah. Um, why? Wait, if we're making all these Patrick Swayze references. Why didn't we say ghost? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> This is a um, fucking terrible podcast. We come up with jokes after the fact, like, ah, we should have said that. That's what we should call a podcast. Yeah. Ah, we should have uh, said, said that. Damn it. <laughs> uh, for a little sneak peek into the, like, behind the scenes of what we do, what happens when you guys aren't around, um, we spend an hour after we record talking about what we should have done. <laughs> uh, but in any case, whatever the thing that was chasing Egon is, um, it kills him. He dies. He dies sitting in that chair. We don't see what was after him. It com- kind of comes through as a mist, and then all we see is the the PKE meter dropping to the floor. Right, and it's basically at that point that we're introduced to his family, his daughter, mm-hmm. and then his granddaughter, and uh, and grandson, and they're basically yeah. living in an apartment. I, I'm assuming in Manhattan. But they don't really specify, and they are uh, being evicted because they haven't paid their rent. They go to reclaim his old farmhouse uh, because it's all that he left behind. The daughter talks about how he never um, stayed in contact with her, uh, but he pretty much right. just disappeared, and she has no love for the guy, no relationship, nothing to say about him at all. And um, so she's basically sifting through, like, you know, the remains of this house, like, you know, um, the ghost of her father, uh, not figuratively yet, but, you know, uh, whatever. Right. And, um, and the granddaughter, who's basically a tiny little Egon, and she was my favorite part of the movie, man. She was great. That girl was fantastic. I don't know who she is, but she's really good. Um, so that is, uh, so yeah, uh, Phoebe, uh, well, the character, yeah, uh, Phoebe, yeah. Egon's granddaughter, Phoebe. I don't know um, who the actor, actress is, I'm not sure. Uh, she is McKenna Grace. Is she a singer? Uh, well, actually, yeah, she, um, that's her song at the end of the movie. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. Like, during the credits? I think I've heard that song outside the movie before, though. Yeah, Yeah, she, she just released, she just dropped it this week. Okay, gotcha. And it wasn't even meant to be in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's a talented kid. They just, they, 
She is. She is yeah, uh, extremely talented. She's and uh, she's been in a lot of things. She's been she's been working most of her life, which isn't that long. She's fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, well, she plays but, like a um, ten, like an eleven year old or something like that, right? She's like middle, yeah, middle yeah, school Phoebe's age. Tw- yeah, Phoebe's twelve. Yeah, this movie was made like three years ago. Though, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. Or two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a good thing that you liked her. You had to like her because Phoebe's our main character, right? Because she basically starts to uncover like the past of her grandfather. That's base. That's the basic. That's the basic. You know, um, plot of the movie. Uh, that, that a lot of the movie is just basically her discovering what her grandfather was and uncovering things about him, not just him as a Ghostbuster, but him as a person and him as like a scientist. Uh, even more so because she considers herself a scientist. You know, Pete. <laughs> oh, something of a scientist myself. <laughs> uh, it's crazy out there. I had to beat an old lady for these uh, cranberries. Sorry, work was murder. <laughs> uh, all right, we got. Uh, do you? I mean, do you want to just talk about uh, Spider-Man for the next uh, half hour? Or so? <laughs> Uh, enough of this. Anyway, <laughs> we fucking... <laughs> so you know that, that that that's most of the movie is the uh, the family moving into this town. Uh, like you said before, there's a ton of character development in, in this ton of character development. That's a big driving force of the film. Um, yeah, they they really yeah. take their time. They like, do in the first half of the movie. Well, they just can... kind of building these characters up and introducing you to them and. Like, you get to know them fairly right. well. Well, they can, because we've already really seen the movie before. It's basically the same plot as the original. Because, again, spoiler, what we learn to find out is that, like, Gozer's just coming back. Um, that they weren't able to yeah. fully vanquish uh, it back in Ghostbusters 1, and this was basically what Egon was setting out to do. He left the team, uh, took everything, to which point they were like, fuck this guy. Like, he, he, he just dropped off, he took all our shit. You know, they were kind of moving on to other jobs because Ghostbusting wasn't really uh, lucrative anymore, as as uh, um, Ray, Ray uh, talks about, like, you know, somewhat in the middle of the movie. So he uh, was just driven by, like, just getting rid of Gozer because he knows how big of a threat it is to the fact where he not only abandoned his team, but his family, too, and that's why he wasn't around. And right. it's the same thing, you know, uh, gatekeeper, keymaster have to come back in, you know, male-female form, uh, which we get at the end of the movie. Gozer obviously comes back, and it's a repeat of the opening scene, but with Phoebe. And that's that's basically the movie, but the whole middle is just a lot of development of Phoebe, her friend podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Who, again, that kid came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. I never saw him before either. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah he was... I he mean, also fantastic. The, only, the only problem I have is, is that like, you know, his whole thing was making podcasts and now that it's in a Ghostbusters movie, like everybody's going to want to do one now, you know? So like now, <laughs> now we have like competition, like I, I just, this bullshit. <laughs> Thanks podcast. Fucking kid. Yeah. So he records everything. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> so <laughs> he walks around with a microphone. That's what he does. And then we have world's sexiest man. Uh, of this year, Paul Rudd, Paul Stephen Rudd, back to his horror roots, and I don't know where yeah, that fucking yeah. title came from because World Sexiest Man would imply that they've interviewed everybody in the world. I never got a phone call or anything like that, so I don't know. I did get a phone call and turned them down. <laughs> you turned them down, yeah. Like now, you like just give it to Paul Rudd, and you're like, you know, like everybody's yeah. been saying that. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know How where. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck that came from, by the way. But whatever. That's that's a whole other thing. Um, 
That's a whole other episode, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can tell you where it came from. Where? You know it's the... It's Paul Rudd. It's Paul Rudd. Yeah, but it's been around forever. Like, why yeah. now? You know what I'm saying? Like, what makes him sexy now as, like, opposed to when he was, like, in, like, starring in Ant-Man? The fact that he's 190 years old now and still looks like he's 20. <sighs> I mean, I go, how old is he? He's in his 50s. In his 50s. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's a handsome guy, but... Uh, oh, whatever. All right, we we got We got to move on. Right, this is <laughs> this is not the Polaroid podcast. Uh, that's next. That, that's that's Tuesdays, by the way. We're going to be starting a new show. Uh, if you guys are curious, it's called the Polaroid podcast. Uh, we just talk about Polaroid's movies, but it's it's actually a sexy Paul Rudd tease. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, please uh, subscribe. <laughs> Smash that like button. Yep. <laughs> See you on the... Right, can we talk about... <laughs> yeah, just talk about about yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah. It's a lot of kind of unraveling the mystery of what, as a Ghostbuster fan, like if you walk into this movie already, being a Ghostbuster fan, you're going to kind of connect the dots already yourself, Um, which is fine. You already kind of know where it's going. I feel like, I'm just going to say this. I think they there was an enormous missed opportunity, missed comedic opportunity with this movie to do something a little different that would have been fucking hysterical. Like what? So, the Gatekeeper and the Keymaster. Yeah. First of all, let me talk about this real quick. Um, when, again, we're doing full spoiler, um, Carrie Coon, uh, Yvonne's daughter, Callie, that's her name, Callie. Yeah. The character's name is Callie, yeah. Yes. And Paul Rudd's character, Mr. Gruberson, obviously get possessed by the Gatekeeper and the Keymaster. Yeah. Um, they were our only options, because everybody else is a kid. And played by children, too. Well, and yeah, they are played by children, but yeah, also yeah. not necessarily because later on Lucky got possessed. But they were already made the union, right? Yes. Yeah. So it would have because at first I was like, "Oh, that's going to be weird." I'm like, "He's the teacher, and now the student." She's like a she's like a 16 year old girl, but I'm like, "Ah, they already right. they already made the they already made that those already repeat. happened." Yeah, so, so it didn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it was just, it was just for some other plot device, basically. Um. That was it. Yeah, basically. And a joke, I guess. I don't know. but Yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would have been hysterical had the roles been reversed, where Paul Rudd gets possessed by the gatekeeper, <laughs> and Carrie Coon gets possessed by the keymaster. Like, can't you just see Paul Rudd pulling off, like, that Sigourney Weaver, like, overly seductive and aggressive... <laughs> Yeah, in the dress. <laughs> in the dress. <laughs> then I would get the award. See, then I would understand it. <laughs> but now I don't. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, he did a really sick Sigourney Weaver impression. Give <clears throat> this man a medal. I don't care what it is. I yeah. thought that would have been fucking hysterical. <laughs> I think that was a huge comedic miss. But whatever, that's just me. I, honestly, I thought they did a fine job. Yeah. With um, what they did, and I've never been more attracted to Carrie Coon in my life. Um, <laughs> I will say, I think that the the scene where Carrie Coon got 
possessed by Zool. Uh, I jumped. Zool? Zool is the gatekeeper. Oh, right. That's right. Zool's the gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, on, on the, the chair? That was, yeah, a, that was yeah. a little bit of a jump scare. I didn't, I, I didn't expect that in this movie, so it did kind of like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. You know, um, so that, that was pretty, yeah, that was a good scene. Well, you know, yeah. um, one of the things that, like, in terms of, like, developing the characters, like, we get, um, like we mentioned before, it's, um, what's her name, McKenna? Something McKenna? McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace. So she, her, her character, Phoebe, and then Finn Wolfhart, uh, her brother, who, I don't, I don't remember the brother's name. Um, Trevor. Trevor? Trevor. Okay. Uh, so they're basically in a new town. So a lot of the movie is just them, uh, you know, Phoebe's meets her friend podcast because she's a little bit of an outcast herself. Um, yeah. Like, like we said, she's like a small Egon. And um, like her introduction is great, man. Like I loved, like as soon as it, the, the, the movie like opened up with her scene and she's like <laughs> rewiring like uh, like the, the, the house, you know what I mean? I was just like. Because they're stealing the neighbor's power. Right, because they they don't have money to even pay rent, so they still need most power. Right, and uh, like just like I was like immediately like I like this kid. This kid's cool. Like it's just very Egon, and I knew already going into it that this was going to be the granddaughter of Egon. They kind of gave that away in the trailer. Um, right. Yeah. I don't know if they really did intentionally or not. I I but I know I picked up on that enough from what I saw, so I, I knew that already. But um, I mean, I I I think that just Phoebe's aesthetic yes gives away the fact that she is econ's granddaughter she's got his fucking glasses yeah basically yeah the, the exact same type of glasses yeah and she looks yeah. like with the hair yeah. like, like kind of like eccentric hairstyle and like uh right mannerisms yeah and the nice thing about mckenna grace is she was a fan before getting cast nice like she, she loves Ghostbusters, so she and like doing that kind of Egon impression without yeah. Without... She, her whole thing, with her whole thing, when going into it was she wanted to throw in Egon's mannerisms and all that without doing a flat out Egon impression. She yeah. wanted to make the character her own, and she did that beautifully. She did, like I said before, she did a great job. She was the main character pretty much, and uh, and and she was the best character in the movie. So like. Hats off to them. They really pulled that off. Um, you know, I, I, I was happy with all that stuff. But, um, you know, it, like I say, like, she's meeting, like, this one friend. That's kind of all she has while her brother has a whole group of friends, basically. Uh, one girl that he really likes that he's following around and that whole group. So, you know, you, and it's a small town and, you know, like, you, you kind of have, like, the, the all the local haunts are shown quite often. And it, like, all the middle parts felt very Jason Reitman to me. Um, because yeah. it wasn't a lot of fantastical stuff going on. It was basically them uncovering Ghostbusters equipment for quite a while. And dude, every time they had something like from the Ghostbusters, whether the proton pack, the trap, the car, like it just looked so good. It's just, I don't know yeah. what it was about just the detail in it, you know? Um, and it wasn't just solely like nostalgia. It just looked so beautiful. Like everything looked really, really cool. Um, you felt the power in the proton pack when it went off, you know, in the theater, especially, oh, yeah. you know, the trap, all that stuff. The trap made me jump when it opened up. Um, cause it was like fucking this like huge, like burst of, of energy. It was really cool. Um, right. Yeah. Well, that's a bit, that's the other thing. We, I don't think we'd ever seen a ghost being released from a trap before. 
but I don't know. You would know better than me. Yeah. Like just thinking back to the first two movies, I can't think of a single I, instance where I know they, a oh, ghost was ever released from the trap. Well, they released them from the firehouse, obviously, but like not from a single they, trap. Yeah, yeah, they got released from the containment yeah. unit, but not from a trap. And just like that image was really fucking cool. It was, yeah. Now, just a quick uh, thing. One of the main ghosts they kind of chased around throughout the middle of the movie, which is kind of what they try all the equipment out on. And the trailer I always kind of thought was Slimer. Um, and I think maybe other people might think that too, but it's not, right? No, that's uh, that's their new character, Muncher. It's, just a, it's, a, it's a Slimer type character. Because I was like, why did they age Slimer? He's a ghost. I don't understand. Then when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, that's very clearly not Slimer because of all the limbs and stuff like that. Right, no, that's that's Munchers. It's still a, a class five free roaming vapor, uh, so it's the same class as Slimer. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's not Slimer, and he's a he's a metal muncher. Mm. Like if you notice, everything he's eating, like oh, Slimer yeah. eats, but food. like Slimer eats food. Food, yeah. Muncher eats metal. You're breaking down like ghost categories, huh? You're really like you know all that stuff. So I actually have a copy of Tobin's Spirit Guide. <laughs> now some people are going to make fun of you for that. Not me, however, Justin. <laughs> but some people might, <laughs> and others are going to love it. And you know. <laughs> um, shut up. <laughs> no, man, I'm digging it. Because I didn't. I I don't know like shit about that that stuff. That's really cool. I I will say this though. Tell me if I'm wrong. When uh, when all these ghosts are released towards the end, because that's something that happens towards the end of the movie, all these ghosts come out of this mountain. Yeah. Um, there's one that like comes out of a store and like its eyeball pops out and then goes back in. Yeah. Uh-huh, that, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. that was very clearly a Ghostbusters toy from back in the day, right? Yes, that was Bug Eye Ghost. <laughs> okay, I was like, I fucking had that. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, so I did I. <laughs> Bug Eye Ghost was one of my favorite yeah uh, it was a popular toy, toy obviously you know. he was great and they and they they uh he was one of the the few ghosts that they actually uh re-released with the counter classics line oh nice and and, yeah. the, and the eye comes out like on a almost like, not that it's a string it's like whatever veins and stuff like that but it looks like it's on a string right. just like the toy and i'm like that's fucking awesome i was like that's really cool yeah yeah that was i i wasn't that well i i knew that that was coming I didn't. Um, know, I know it, yeah, that, I mean that had gotten spoiled for me at some point a couple of weeks ago, oh, and awesome. I was pissed about it. Yeah, but because that would have been awesome to have seen in the theater for the first time. Um, but yeah, and he looked so cool too. Like, he did. It was almost exactly that toy. Yeah, but that's cool. Yeah, I, I know. I'm glad that you recognize that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Well, like I said before, like my my relationship to Ghostbusters was more with the cartoon and the toys than the movies because I, I I like I said I watched the shit of the first movie. I know that movie so well. Even just not having seen it that much, I I could tell you the whole plot in every scene. And again, Ghostbusters one was also more plot driven than like fights and ghosts and special effects. So there was some huge, obviously. Uh, special effect moments in that movie but they weren't like the big part and when you had them they were more special and they stood out to you and that's why i think i remember them so well too this movie did the same thing there was a couple big ghost moments but it wasn't like non-stop the they're memorable scenes like them chasing uh muncher you said uh through this through like yeah. the town Look, great scene loved them remembered the shit out of it you know what i mean like i just remember all these scenes like I don't remember anything about the other Ghostbuster movie, like the the female one. It was just a blur to me. 
Um, and a lot of movies oh, that yeah, have... because they, you know, the 2016 movie was just special effects for the sake of special effects. Right. It was a CG, like, vomit, like, all over the... It was just, like, CG vomit everywhere. Like, it was just nonsense. It was pixels. Yeah, man. It was pixels. It's like Transformers movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is happening? So it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, but like they 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 basically they, they didn't overdo their like uh, Ghostbusters type stuff. They they had whatever they had, and they used it all very well. Um, yeah, and I thought like in terms of that, not even just a Ghostbusters movie, just a movie in general. Like I love that about it because a lot of movies now they they go like overboard with like their you know fights, their special effects scenes, their characters, their monsters, whatever you want to call it. But it's you know I always feel like it's better used sparingly than not because it's just more memorable. You could focus on it more. You know what I mean? Um, like that's obviously you know part of the magic of the original Ghostbusters. They had these big moments they wanted to have, and they figured out how they were going to do it, and they did it. I watched a Ghostbusters documentary recently. What, what was that big one that came out like a couple of years ago? Oh. Oh, you're thinking of cleaning up the town. Yep. Cleaning up the town. Yeah. That Loved actually it. just, yeah, yeah, that was a good, that was a well done doctor. I watched it recently. I, I actually think I watched it on Halloween. Like, um, I know it's been, it's been out for a couple of years, obviously, you know, but, um, yeah. Well, no, it's not even that. It actually was re- released relatively recently. Oh, they just filmed it a while ago. It took them years to make that movie. Oh, okay. Years and years and years. But but they break down a lot of like the big you know special effects scenes and stuff like that. And um, right, you know, like this was like old movie making again, done new, and you don't see yeah. that a lot, especially for rehashing a series or a franchise. You don't see that a lot anymore. Um, so that that I appreciated quite a bit about this movie. I knew I was gonna like yeah, it just I mean, because of what it was and Jason Reitman and you know going going back to formula. Back to formula <laughs> was always was is always a good choice, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're got you're, Lamar in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're right. They, you know, they kind of had to bring things back to basics um, in order to kind of turn the property around. I think. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's why I like that they went back to using, uh, you know, a decent amount of practical effects in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, practi- Zool was a, a practical effect. Say again? Uh, the, what, is, uh, the gatekeeper was a practical effect. Uh, well, the, yeah. The, the, in the, some um, scenes. Ter- yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in all some, yeah, in certain, yeah, in some scenes, the, uh, the terror dogs were, uh, like were the, practical. Like the original, yeah. Like in the original, um, and even just using like actual practical sets, uh, which is not done uh, very often anymore in, in you know big budget movies. You know, throw a green screen up there and you know have people act against that. No, like the the whole like temple of Gozer, that's a practical set that they built. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Gozer looked fucking amazing, by the way. Like, they, they really kind of, like, made... By keeping it, like, still classic looking, just, like, you know, the same design as it was before, but just, right. like, kind of, like, seeing through it. Like, it, it was almost like... She was almost like a, like a geode. Like yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like, pretty still, cool. Still very recognizably Gozer. Right, well, yeah, sure. Um, and also very recognizably, uh, Olivia Wilde. <laughs> oh, that's who it was? Yeah, it was Olivia Wilde. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like Olivia Wilde. I, I didn't know that was her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she went, she, it's, it's an uncredited cameo, but yeah, that was her. Oh, they didn't have a credits in there? Uh, cause I, 
I didn't see anything. No, she was. She went uncredited. Oh wow! Okay. They want to keep up yeah. with, like a la Frankenstein. They just like a monster question mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's cool. Exactly. Um, well, they do have uh, they do have Gozer's like the spirit of Gozer credited. Like when Gozer is kind of like not quite corporeal. Yeah. Which, which is, I like, love. One terror dog down. Oh my god, how cool did she look? That was cool because like you knew it was a thing, but they never showed that. But when it was like okay, one terror dog's out. What it? What, it's like this kind of. She was like phasing in and out. She looked like a fucking you know like like a ghost, obviously. Um, but like right. this like demonic melted kind of ghost and it was really fucking cool. Um, yeah, it was a, that was a really awesome effect. But let's let's talk about the ending to this movie because that's that's kind of yeah, let's r- get wrap to up it. our thoughts. Let's yeah. Get to it. So we'll talk about the ending. I mean, like it's pretty pretty spectacular ending. Uh, and I really, is, really wish the trailer didn't ruin this because it did. Um hey, oh, oh god, yeah. The trailer I saw <laughs> that you said don't see, I'm like, yeah. That's why. Because they basically show yeah. you that the other Ghostbusters show up. And I'm like, I really, really wish I didn't know that. Because I would have felt like the whole time they were coming, and then when I actually saw them, it would have been a bigger deal. It was not a big deal to me when I saw them. It was still a big deal to me. No, I mean, it, I'm just saying, like, the 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 initial reaction for me wasn't like... I, I was like, I was more like, okay, yeah, this, the, the, I knew the scene was coming up next because I saw it already. As opposed right. to, like, just kind of like, oh, I wonder, I wonder, I bet they will be, but when, it would have been a better payoff for me if I didn't know shit about that. Right, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, the trailer kind of ruined that. Um, and also, uh, unfortunately, the action figures kind of ruined that, too. Um, <laughs> really? They had the old, old versions of them? Yeah. Yeah, those came out a few months ago. I was like, oh. I did not want to know. I did not like. I knew that they were in the movie. Like that was, you know, you know, they had announced that a while back, like a year ago. Okay. I think. Yeah, I, d- I didn't know. Well, I mean, yeah, that had been. Yeah. No, it had been announced that like Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson were going to be in the movie. Um, so like, I knew that they were in it. What I did not know was that they were going to be getting back into their flight suits, strapping on proton packs, yeah, and becoming a huge part of that ending. Right. Yeah. So I mean, essentially, the ending is is that they they form. You know, Go- Gozer's brought back that we kind of mentioned, but the kids have a plan to basically take out one of the do- terror dogs, uh, which is the the mom's one, which is Zul. Uh, they they trap right. they trap him with a trap. They take the trap back to the farm, and they like, oh, this is basically what Egon was trying to do in the beginning. Because it's being chased by this half... Right, right. Wait a minute before we get there, though. There's one big thing that we're forgetting. What's that? So, when they go down into the mine, there's a a glass coffin down there. Yeah. Evo Shandor Shandor is in that coffin. Right. Played by... (laughs) Played by J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, right. (laughs) I called that shit months ago. Oh, did you really? Well, he always uses him. He's used him in quite a bit of movies. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. knew, like, going into it that, like, I knew going in that this movie was going to be that Gozer, uh, and I had seen, like, the Shandor Mining Company, like, okay, so Evo Shandor is going to be kind of involved in whatever's right. going on. The so I called it months ago. Right, right yeah. <laughs> I was not I expecting, <laughs> I was not expecting how brief <laughs> their reunion no, was going to be. Not, and that was pretty, that, that was the vi- most violent part of the movie when he, when she rips uh-huh. him in half. Yeah, 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 that was awesome, by the way. Oh, it was. It was amazing, yeah. It was really cool. 
<laughs> comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> right, because basically, like this this temple that 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 Gozar's in was was uh, you know unmined by uh, Shandor, and Egon was keeping it um, at bay with like s- these like proton beams set up that would go off every like time things kind of overflowed, you know, activity wise. And right. th- this is what Paul Rudd's character was kind of investigating what these tremors were in the city. It didn't make any sense. Uh, he's a, he was a, he's a teacher, like summer school teacher, but he's also like a really smart guy, and he's into he's all this. He's a psychologist, right? And and he gets really close with Phoebe um, because you know she gets him and he gets her, and that's kind of like they have a like you know like a mentor ish relationship, which right. brings him to the mother, obviously, and they kind of get together, and you find out the reason why the mother left the you know the father, whoever he may be. Um, was because like he walked out, uh, he he just didn't have a relationship. He couldn't he couldn't bond with the daughter, so it meant more to her that Paul Rudd's character did. But um, right. but anyway, just they're at the temple. Um, they trap the the one terror dog. So now they're basically Phoebe's running with the trap, and I'm like, okay, this was Egon's thing, and it what what what, what, what didn't work, and what caused Egon's demise was like the 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 trap that he had set up at the farm didn't go off, which was just a row of ghost traps that were supposed right. to go off and take everything in it um, that got released and just contain it. And which I thought was an amazing idea. I loved that fucking idea. And I, oh and, yeah, that was I, great. Yeah. And it was, and obviously like knowing that that's, that's probably what it was. I figured oh, that's probably what this was in the beginning and it didn't work. Um, I couldn't wait to see it. So you had this build up to like that big payoff when you finally got it. Cause it doesn't work again when Phoebe goes to do the same thing right. and they have to basically fight Gozer, um, which is when the other Ghostbusters show up to help her. Right. And I want to just say one thing about that. Go ahead. People that have seen the movie are going to know what I mean by this. Maybe you will. I love that, lo- love that scene so much. It was one of the greatest Ghostbusters moments I've ever seen. Um, but Dragon Ball did it first. <laughs> Just to, to, you know. So Phoebe's fighting Gozer off with the proton pack, right? Right. And she's, like, holding her own with this. And then we basically see, like, Egon begin to form around her, like, holding her hands up. It was an amazing moment. An amazing, amazing moment in the movie. Right. And the other Ghostbusters were basically lined up next to her, looking over and seeing him. And, like, that was just... That was the movie, man. That was fucking... That was, like, quite a moving moment, man. That... Okay, so... I like, I watched that, and I'm like, oh, man. I got the feels. Justin's got to be fucking crying his popcorn right now. I started crying um, <laughs> when the guys showed up. <laughs> um, just because uh, this is what I've been waiting for. Of course. Right, man. You know, for, for over 30 years, this is what I've been waiting it, for. It wasn't like that's these the, guys bad. Right. It wasn't like, oh, that's what we want to see in this movie. Because everything was fucking great. It wasn't like, oh, we're just waiting to get right, that yeah. scene. That's not what it that's was at all. Thing. It wasn't. I was not, I did not spend any part of this movie yeah. just sitting there waiting for the original Ghostbusters. No, man. I was off. loving the movie I was watching. I was good with all of it, you know? Even if they hadn't shown up, yeah. I, I, I think it I would have been, been okay. Yeah, it would have been fine. If we just got the post credit um, scene in Dan Aykroyd's phone call, that would have been fine with me. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that would have been fine. That but, would have been absolutely fine. But that was just a perfect, perfect, perfect fucking ending to that movie. Yeah. That's that's when the tears started for me. And then when Egon himself shows up. Right. And, you know, it's not even just the four of them, the five of them with, uh, yeah, with, Phoebe, with Phoebe there. And they get to like say goodbye. And they got to say goodbye to him. And it, 
And it worked because, you know, it, it was a ghost, right? It was like translucent. So it wasn't like you're deep faking right. or CGIing a person where it's a little awkward. Right. It made sense and it was it was beautifully done. Uh, it was Oh my god, it was so well done. Yeah, man. Like you didn't get any of that uncount uncanny valley because it was a ghost. He never actually says anything. No, he doesn't talk. No. No. He just he kind of speaks. gives like knowing nods and stuff like that. And uh, he, he hugs his daughter because his daughter finds out that although he left for this big important reason, he followed her life. Uh, he had all these photos yeah. and, and news clip, clippings of her entire life. And so like, you know, then she started to understand a little bit more about it. And then obviously she got, you know, she becomes possessed and learns the whole story and uh she gets to say goodbye to her dad, and that was a pretty emotional moment, man. Like I, I, I definitely yeah. got the feels for that. I will say this too: um, the the moment that really got to me, like, uh, like just like gave gave me like like a reaction, like gave gave me like a real big emotion. Even more than that, and I don't know why, was just like the very end of the movie, where like it's just you, it's you're panning away from Manhattan at night, and mm-hmm. it's pretty far away. You know what I mean? From like. The, the, the skyline but you're right above the Brooklyn Bridge and uh, Ecto-1 just kind of driving up the bridge with the lights yeah. on and the fucking siren and uh, it's just this like little shot and then the Ghostbusters theme starts to play and I'm like yep. oh man I'm like that that's the fucking I thought the I thought like the the whole thing with them all fighting Gozer and, and Egon showing up was like oh this is fucking perfect man this is a fucking beautiful beautiful ending but then there's that little tiny moment I was like oh that fucking that's the icing on the cake, man. Like, I just love that moment so much. For and some... they held it. They, they held did, man. on playing that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he... like, like, they knew. <laughs> it's, it's the fucking car that gets me, man. Like, it's the sound of the oh, Ecto-1 yeah. that always, that like... Meow, yeah. Meow, meow, meow. The, it, yeah. It always gives me, like, so, like some kind of feel. So when they... And, and you see the car quite a bit in the movie. Like, they drive the car around there and they're chasing that one ghost. And they don't have that the lights on. That car is the second lead. That car is the second lead of the movie. Oh, 100%, it's, man. 100%. It's Phoebe and the Ecto-1. <laughs> it really is. But, like, <laughs> but what I love, and it's so subtle, and when I, when I look back at it now, I'm like, yeah, this is what this is why he knows what he's fucking doing. Like, the car's chasing this ghost through the streets. You don't have the sirens on. You don't have the lights on. It's just a regular chase. But the first time that car busts out of the precinct that it's held in, like for an impound, yep. and it's just, it's the lights are blaring, the fucking horn's going. I'm like, oh, I got chills when I saw that. Because I'm yeah. like, yeah. They, they didn't do it right away. They waited for that moment. And they just like, I'm like, yup. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. That was a great fucking moment. I can't talk highly enough about the movie. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and being just a medium Ghostbusters fan, I love the movie. Being a huge Jason Reitman fan, fucking love the movie. Um, I thought it was amazing, man. Yeah, I mean, I I could not agree more. It's like I said, I had, and I'm still in some ways having like an emotional gut reaction to this movie. Um, because now what? <laughs> well, so the the post credit scene. There's two. One is just kind of a jokey thing with. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's character coming back because in the credits yeah, they, say Sigour- they say Sigourney Weaver and you're like what and then they cut right to that scene where it's her, right. her and uh, um, her and Venkman her and Venkman basically doing the whole card thing from the beginning of the first one she looks great oh yeah because Bill Murray like I love Bill Murray to death I really do I think he's a, one of like the greatest comedy actors of, of our generation and he was really funny well, in this he's, he's melting he looks fucking horrible <laughs> he looks fucking yeah. horrible yeah 
Um, Bill, Bill's, Bill's been living some kind of life. He's rough to look at. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. He's rough to look at. But but at the end of the movie, we got quite a bit of an end credit scene. Um, that was a very, very juicy, meaty uh, end credit scene. I didn't, so was that like... So they showed Janine and Egon talking from like after the first movie with that coin. Was that in the movie? I don't remember that. No, that was a deleted scene. From oh, the okay. First movie. I thought I thought it was, and they just put it in there. Yeah, yeah, that was a deleted scene from the first movie. From like it's it's directly before Egon, like before they go into uh, the building on Central Park West. Right. Janine gives him this coin, and she has the other coin. They each, they each have uh, a copy of this coin. Um, it's like a very touching, moving scene. Yeah. Like, between the two of them, which kind of doesn't make... I can see why it was cut out of that first movie. Yeah, it didn't really feel like it needed to be in that movie at all. Um, you know, it, it would, it would it be a lot of place. But it works perfectly for this movie. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and you get to... And then, and then she's talking... And then we kind of flash forward a little bit to now... Where she's talking to um, Winston. Winston, uh, who Ernie Hudson looks amazing, by the way. He looks great. Well, he's he's got the Paul Rudd effect. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and he's basically talking about what we, we already know. Like they, he made a life for himself, like everybody else had to to support his family. But he, but never, he also became the most successful. He did, and he was of the three Ghostbusters. He's a off, millionaire. Yeah, he was paying off Ray's <laughs> rent and stuff like that. Um, right. Yeah. So he he basically talks about how like as successful as he is, he's never stopping a Ghostbuster basically, and he like reopens the fucking firehouse, man. So I don't know what that yeah. what that means. Are we supposed to be led to believe that this is going to be like a third? Well, uh, this is going to be basically like a, a fifth movie, and it's going to just be with the actual Ghostbusters, or because I, no, I, I can't I, see them leaving think... those characters behind. They're, they're great characters. No, I, th- I think what I got from that was uh, Winston brings the Ecto-1 home. He's opening, you know, he's bringing it back into the firehouse. And you saw that last shot of the uh, yeah the containment unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cowering back up. So he I, he's obviously going to restart the business. And I think we're going to be bringing those, uh, those other characters into... Uh, into the family business. Are they doing more that you know of, or this is just like, a, oh, this is how it ends, and this is just like the thing? Like, is it? I or we don't know yet. Listen, listen. Let's be let's be honest. This is a franchise. Yeah. Ghostbusters is a franchise. Sony is going to want more Ghostbusters movies, especially if this movie does well. It has. Which to. I think it's which I think it's going <clears throat> to. Yeah. Because it's just it's that good. Yeah. Well. um... I hope so. And I would love to see it with both group of characters. Because we only got the real Ghostbuster characters in the very end, and they were great. So I'd love to see kind of both of them in there, because the other characters are great, too. Like I said before, I wouldn't want them to, or I I don't hope they get left behind. I don't think they would be. Um, He put quite a bit of love into those characters, so I could definitely see them being a huge part of whatever movie they do forward. Uh, But maybe more of the original guys as well, you know, or just some of them, like especially Winston's character. It seems to be like he seems to be the driving force of all this. Um, Now, here's a kind of quick thing I want to ask you about. Um, Who is the father? I mean, I'm sorry. uh, Who was the mother 
Like, who did Egon have her with? Okay, so I have... Is it supposed to be Janine? I feel like that's what it, that they're implying. No, because Callie would have known that. Like, Callie's mother raised her. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, that was my first thought. Like, oh, maybe Janine was the mom. But no, it, it could not have been Janine. Um, my big question was, when did Egon have a family? Right, because her age makes it seem like she kind of had to have been born. She seemed a little bit older than 30. Okay, so uh, Carrie Coon is our age. Carrie Coon was born in 1981, making oh. her 40. Okay, so the movie takes place around that time. Uh, well, the, the first movie came out in 84. It, did they say 84 was when everything happened, right? Yes. So he, yeah, already, yeah, so he exactly. already must have had her at that point. Egon's family is never mentioned once during the first or second movie, right? Okay. Now, we are led to believe that Egon was around for a little while with his family before he left. And this obviously happened after Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, of course. Because the business because business continued for a few years after that. Right. So my guess is Egon probably left around 93, 94, somewhere in that area. Okay. That's my assumption. Gotcha. Which would... Which would mean that if Egon didn't start his family until after Ghostbusters 2, Callie wouldn't have been born until 1990 at the earliest, right? Okay, fair enough. Making Callie about 31 in this movie, which again makes no sense because her son Trevor is 15 years old. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it, the timeline. There's, there's, there's a timeline discrepancy here. Yeah. Well, either. Am I okay with ignoring it? Yes. Yeah, whatever, man. It's not that important, I guess. But. They, they don't talk about that, but I don't think it makes a difference. There, there's actually a, a funny little Easter egg I saw. I don't know if you picked up on this, but on the movie theater marquee, they have uh-huh. Cannibal Girls. Yes, yes, <laughs> which was an early Ivan Reitman movie. <clears throat> I think it was like second movie, actually. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because that same movie, Cannibal Girls, is on the movie marquee in Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, next week, Cannibal Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see it. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, we, might do, we should do that then. Um, all right, I guess just sort of uh, closing thoughts. I mean, I think I said enough. I, I, I love the movie. Go see it. Uh, Ghostbusters fan or not, it's a pretty great movie. Kind of feels like a summer movie. You know, I wish it came out in the summer. It has that real, like, summer vibe to it. But uh, Well, it was, it was yeah. supposed to. It was <clears throat> supposed to come out in summer of 2020. Right, yeah. But uh, I loved it, man. I thought it was great. And... Um, I think everybody should check this one out. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with the uh, the balance that it has. It's not just fan service. It's it's a pretty great movie. So yeah, I 100% agree. Please go see this movie. All right, man. Well, um, it's been it's been real. I've been I'm I'm excited. We finally got to talk about this. It's funny, man. It's just everything feels like so conclusive right now. You know, like because we talked about this for so long. But there's like so much more podcasting to do. But yeah, man. So I. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it again, you know, when it comes out, uh, you know, on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, I want to check it out again. But um, I'm sure you will be checking it out again in the theaters, because I know that's a big... I kind of have to, yeah. You kind of have to, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, until next time. All right, dude. Peace. Take care. Next week on Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Like, this, this Friday the 13th franchise has gone, like, well off the rails. With so many different... Uh, takes and turns like it's hard to kind of fix this at this point but we basically came up with ideas and i never heard yours yet you didn't hear mine yet and i i have not heard yours yet either nope yep and 
I'm excited to tell you about it. So uh, I'm very excited to tell you about it. Let's, let's do this. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. And if you want to follow Justin, all you that's need to me. do. Oh, you're still on the phone? Uh, I very rarely ever hang up. Tell the people where they could follow you, Justin. Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tong. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me jtong81. And if you want to follow me on Slasher, the horror-based social media site, you can find me at Sexy Vampire Teeth Pod. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can't. I'm off the stuff. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites. And make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Thank you.